सर इट इज़ थ्री ए एम आई हैव बीन सिटिंग ऑन माई कंप्यूटर एंड गूगलिंग टू फाइंड आउट विच इज़ द मोस्ट पेनलेस वे टू डाई oh we immediately translate okay we will talk about it can we talk about it can you share your number you share us your number and the minute he shares the number we call and then once we have got him engaged into talking he will pour that talk that call will go on for not less than half an hour to one hour or even more got it got and these people are also sort of vulnerable because they'll uh, tell you everything because they're just going to take a step wherein everything yes. is gone right everything behind them is gone so they will be very vulnerable to share and that's a very good sign because yes. once they share you you guys are able to draft out a solution see basically remember suicide is an impulse okay there is a sudden thought process which comes of course he may be preparing for it but when that sudden thought process comes in that is the time when the person thinks of doing a suicide now fortunately or unfortunately but i would say fortunately the person who is contemplating to do a suicide always tries to reach out to someone he wants someone to hold his hand and pull him out now that is what we are doing if he calls to us welcome to another episode of perspective on every episode of perspective i try to bring on people who will add uh, ext- extreme amount of value into your life and today i have with me mr arun from vandrewala foundation who, who has been uh, who have been curing a lot of people dealing with mental issues with his team of psychologists and psychiatrists vandrewala does all of that for free and they are a, a free helpline number which is active 24/7 and you everyone who is listening to this podcast can call on that helpline or even email um, on that helpline and these guys are always on their toes to help help you out with anything you need reg- uh, regarding mental health so how how has been the day uh, considering vandrewala foundation well it has been the usual busy day with lot of calls at the helpline and my and the emails keeping me busy through the night and day the only time i get to sleep is between 11 and 6 in the morning so uh, how many emails or calls do you get in the get in a day average emails uh, somewhere between 75 to about 120 uh, depends upon you know situation you know like like the day something happened with sushant uh, you know those that date it went up to 150 but uh, on a usual day somewhere between 75 and 100 emails and uh, the calls uh, you know we are uh, doing about 4 and a half thousand calls a month which averages to about 150 calls a day uh, i am you see we we just uh, one of the firms that deals with us it had done that google analytics and it said to us that somewhere close to 600 people hit our website so 
So out of which about to one every day, which is which was uh, you know astounding and you know really I never thought it really happens that way. Anyway, we are not into that search engine optimization or something like that. We don't believe in that. But with 600 hitting, and let's take 100 write an email, and about 125, 150 or 200 who call us. We sometimes still wonder where are the other 300, because no, no, no one, no one goes on to a mental health website without a reason. So, why do you feel that uh, those 300 people do not call? Uh, I also like we spoke before, and uh, we had two calls before this, and we were discussing about the stigma our society has related to mental health. And people do not want to talk about it. Even when they drop onto a website like yours, uh, where you are giving free services and you are trying to cure mental illness through your helpline number and that is also 24 by 7 free. Even uh, a person calling individually to your helpline. So even a person has stigma on that part. Why is this still in our society? It is, it is true. A lot of people hit the helpline, they read you know that uh, you know we have a free helpline and that is 24 by 7 but remember in the current situation uh, people are under lockdown and uh, you know just just imagine you know at, there was a time that 600 people uh, you know in a 600 square feet flat or maybe a thousand square feet flat six to eight people in a in an indian family usually live so if you if you you know put a denominator into it that means each one of them have about a hundred uh, square feet of space. And how do you get privacy in that hundred square feet? So half of them drop out, how do we call or they, they write, what should I do? Then some of them, you know, think, they think again and again and again and again, and then they write to us or they call to us. So there is definitely in India, there is definitely a stigma. Before a person calls us or writes to us, I think he rakes, he or she rakes his uh, brains a lot on, you know, the repercussions that would be like, if my friend came to know about it, whether my mother or father came to know or my sister came to know about it, that I was suffering. So what would they think of it? The basic uh, thing is what would the other person think about it? They are not thinking what is happening to me. But the preference is given to what the persons or the family will think about it. So that is one of the major problems that we face uh, in this field. And it is natural in this field. That also adds up to extra burden to someone who is already like dealing with mental issues. Because uh, a, a extra layer of uh, thought also comes down because they, they are also thinking about who, uh, how will people think of me when they uh, get to know that I am dealing with this stuff. Yeah, they, see, they, the person going on to our site, basically like I said before, is not someone who for fun is going on to such sites or you know, someone is typing, typing anxiety, depression, suicide or you know, how do I get out of this and things like that. And Obviously, the website comes up and they click on it, they read on it. So, this person is already under some amount of pressure of 
something happening and that gets compounded by looking at the website and then he goes into another spin how do i call how do i write what do i do so it does affect them and so but uh, usually people do garner some amount of strength after some time and do call us Mm-hmm. So, uh, I also wanted to ask, this is a very interrelated question, so we were talking on one of our calls and uh, so you also mentioned people who call and basically they call as uh, saying that Ki, my friend is dealing with a mental illness. So this is the part wherein the stigma comes in, right? They basically hide their stigma yeah, yeah. by saying so. There are a lot of ways people approach us. Someone will first call us and you know, test whether this number works or not. A lot of people think that most of the helplines don't work. It is just, you know, this thing. So they will pick up the call, they'll call. And as soon as our counselor says, Vandravala Foundation helpline, they'll put the receiver down or they'll click it off. So they have, so that is the first step. The second step is they may call us and at that time, some relative, some friend or someone walks in. So they will click it off. So this is, yeah, 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 we have heard it. We have, they have, we have called them back and we have, then they have called us back later and they have said, you know, sorry, we, I am, I'm extremely sorry that we had to cut off the phone because of the fact that uh, someone walked into my office or someone, my mother walked into my room or someone walked into my room and I didn't want them to know about it. So they discontinue. There is a third uh, variety of people who call us and ask us, uh, you have written 24 by 7. Suppose I call post 11 p.m. Is it okay? Will someone pick up my call? So they are testing whether we will actually be picking up their call post 11 or not. Is it genuinely 24 by 7 or not? Now then, so this is the way they approach us. Now on the mail, we have put on that button, help at Vandrevala Foundation. So, out of, I would say about 20% of the mail, what the person has done is just clicked on it. The minute he clicks on it, it sends a mail down to us saying, help, only help. His email ID is there and help. There is no text. There is nothing, no text in there. Message at message box or you know, whatever you call that place. Nothing. So we know this person is hesitant or this person is trying to test whether this email actually works. Does someone respond? Because a, a lot of time I find this situation when, you know, within, I, we always make it a point to reply within 24 hours. And a lot of times <clears throat> those people will ask me, sir, you really answer in 24 hours? Thank you for responding that fast. Sometimes it comes back in five minutes. Now there is a joke in that five minutes. Suppose, you know, someone writes and I am sitting in right in front of my laptop and I answer back immediately or something like that. I have been asked, is this auto reply, sir? Is this a human being behind it? So then I have to write back, yes, this is very much a person in flesh and blood. So, so those things also happen to us. Got it. So all these examples you gave me uh, shows that there is still a lot of stigma when there there are a lot of people on social media talking about this 
and a lot of people coming out and telling people that you need to speak about this there is still a lot of mental stigma and i also believe somewhere that uh, people uh, the the friends of people or people who uh, are staying with the kind of people who have mental disorders should be the first uh, responders to the situation they should come out and say that uh, yaar mera ek dost hai he is dealing with this can you help him out or a mother or a father should come out and say this ki yaar my uh, son or daughter is dealing with the situation you got to help him out it should be the other way around but but again like again adding this point that there is still a lot of a uh, lot of layers above the already uh, pre-built depression or mental illness that they have to go through one more uh, layer of uh, talking to their parents or talking to people around them about this issue true like, like you asked me this question earlier and I'm, my apologies i didn't answer you some will write you know one of my closest friend is going is showing signs of remorse not talking she's not you know she's not dressing up properly he or she is not going to the college how can i help now this is two circumstances when such mails are coming to us we always write back to them you know what you really want to help your friend this is our number you do one thing you call the helpline talk to the counselor discuss your friend with the counselor so that the counselor teaches you how to deal with your friend how to bring him how to get to for him to call the helpline see we always say that if he is not going to call the helpline then we may teach you some things but that is really genuinely not going to help so when we write this mail they call the helpline and when they are asking our counselors no and they said uh, don't mind but if it is about us let's be frank let's be free i'm never going to i'm not going to meet you you are not going to come face to face so it's like you are talking to a responding wall or a responding tree so feel free don't talk about your friend if you tell me more about yourself it will be okay there are people who write my mother is suffering from a lot of anxiety she gets mood burst but then there is nothing about the mother so when we have checked checked back we have found out that it was actually and we come to know that it is actually the person who was wanting to touch base with us you know we don't we don't want to put them down also and we said okay fine if it's for your friend okay let's let's discuss what all your friend is having so when the person starts describing in detail what the friend is happening it is quite certain that it is not the friend because i can't describe what you are having to you know in depth i don't know you that well you may be my closest friend but i don't know that much about you 100% and uh, you might you uh, always like uh, get to know from the first call that this is the same guy who is talking is having uh, the particular problem but then you have to sort of talk to them in a way that makes them feel comfortable so even like putting this message out through this podcast everyone who is sort of uh, facing any mental disorder or mental illness or they're just not feeling fine you can call up these guys and just just be yourself uh, stuff that you can't you have to talk to your parents before going to them they'll completely help you out with stuff and you you should be the first one who is basically getting the solution 
why do you have to be a friend talking about yourself because you won't be able to find the solution you you just need to call them up and you will be able to get the solution of the root cause also uh, sir yes. i wanted to ask you uh, how is this thing uh, so so you told me that a lot of people type in help or a lot of people talk in behalf uh, of their friend uh, and at the end you get, get to know that they are those guys themselves so how is it making things worse for people who are dealing um, first hand with these disorders because like these guys are not coming first hand right see uh, our counselors they are all psychologists who have been trained and we put them to training so they understand that you know this is about someone maybe there may be one call so we say okay you go try and come back tomorrow but make sure that you come back tomorrow so we motivate them to come back and they usually do come back let's be very frank they do come back because they have they have realized see the very fact they are calling us they are approaching us they have realized the fact that they see this is insight if the person has an insight that he has a problem and he needs help then once they have talked to the counselors they usually develop a certain level of confidence okay i'll be anonymous i can be anonymous no one is going to disclose anything no one is going to tell my parents no one is going to tell my girlfriend you know they would probably ask you all those questions on the thing lot of people write to us will you not i hope you will not discuss with my parents so i quietly write a very nice letter to them saying how do i know your parents you have not even shared their name or their number so how do you expect me to talk to your parents that's very sweet like like everyone does that in your team lot lot everyone that is how you know see this how they build up confidence see see there, there are there are two parts in uh, in psychology or you know counseling one is the first part is listening you know the first you suppose x calls you listen to him then you get him into talking get him relaxed get him into you know then slowly they will open up so that is what we call as developing the listening skills which are very very important in counseling this when you are doing your listening skills the counselor is trained to analyze as to you know make a <coughs> sorry make a diagnosis okay probably this person is suffering from this this is his problem and there are a lot of therapies in psychology which you know in the mind of the counselor at the back of the mind he's doing a cal- calculation should i you know apply 50% of this 30% of this and this and this will work on him so by the time he has done a certain amount of talking and found out facts he is already partially ready with the therapy part of it see lot of helplines they don't are not panned by psychologists so this therapy part becomes a little difficult which becomes easy because these boys and girls are are officially are degree holders and they are trained and they have been working on the helpline for donkey long and so so they have and so they give those persons exercises okay can we do these things and you come back to me so they then come back and then they say okay you told me to do you know like 
I'm just saying, uh, throwing a thing. You told me to meditate for five minutes. You told me to do yoga. You told me to write down the things. I have written down these things. And how much has it helped? You know, what percentage has helped? What has not helped? So they come back to us. And there are people, you will be surprised, who have called us more than 200 times. Wow, wow, wow. And you pick up their calls like every single time because it's 24-7. And so the thing is like over these calls, like over a... Uh, so I, I also assume that everyone who calls, uh, at least calls, uh, calls multiple times because they need to... Because this is a problem which cannot get solved from one one single call, yes. right? You are not ordering something. You you, you have to like go through yeah, multiple this... calls with the doctor. See, a lot of people don't understand. Counseling is not giving. You know, some people do <clears throat> write to us or say, "Can you give me a tip as to how I can get happy?" Or you can you give me a mantra onto how can I? No, this is counseling is not mantra. Counseling is first understanding. You know, mantras of how to get happy, you Google on uh, what's uh, on uh, Google, you will find, you know, about 300 articles. But th those are generalized. You know? What we are giving is, is your personalized one. So like for me, maybe meditation may not help because maybe I don't believe in meditation. Someone says, you, why don't you do five minutes of yoga? I'll say half my bones will creak by the time I finish half. So, you know, you, you just can't <laughs> go and advise anything. Correct. Correct. And uh, Arunji, uh, I also wanted to ask you, uh, so how does someone identify if uh, it's an acute mental disorder or a chronic mental disorder firsthand by themselves? Even if they're not able to identify, how do you guys do that for them? Hey, what's the process uh, behind finding uh, acute and chronic? You see, with Google available, forget mental health. Half the medical fraternity is having problem because before they reach the doctor or the psychologist or a surgeon or a physician, they have Googled their symptoms. They have done everything. They have done a perfect research. Okay. So they have already, that's why I'm saying they have, you know, there are a lot of self-tests that are available. You can, you know, pay, there are free self-tests available. So someone will write to us, you know, I went through this and it says, I have medium to moderate depression, you know, or someone will say that some, I took this test and it is saying that I am bipolar. So they have already done partially our work when they are coming to us. So what we have to do is give them the final brushing up, clean it up and then show them the right route. That is what we are left with. Got it. So, so they, these guys, uh, like everyone who is facing a mental disorder, they generally, like the first step is googling about things and then they sort of know by themselves the kind of mental disorder they are facing. Due to, there, are there some symptoms to identify that? You know, there are a lot of things which are telltale signs. It will tell you what are the telltale signs that someone is going into mental disorder, that you are in the early stage. Just hold on for a minute. I just want to give some perspective on what telltale signs are because that might be a very new term for someone who is listening. So uh, generally, telltale sign is something which uh, 
in uh, through which you can identify if the person is going through a mental disorder or not you can also identify if you yourself are going through a mental disorder or not yeah they are like the warning shots you know like like i'll just i can just uh, you know rattle off some of them for you like someone you know one of the signs that you if, if you're watching your friend you're watching your colleague or watching someone one of like suppose this guy was a happy go lucky or this girl was a happy go lucky and suddenly she is feeling down and sad that is the first sign she's showing that probably he or she is going into some sort of a mental disorder we are not saying disease it's a disorder like okay like the guy next to you was fantastic he would type anything and but then all of a sudden every time he's sitting next to you and asking yaar isko ek bar pad lena is it correct now this guy never show, shown you his paper ever to read so that is showing that he is unable to you know his ability is decreasing he is unable to concentrate okay then like your coworker suddenly starts to you know sitting you know if you are working like in a bpo or you are working in an office and you see tears trickling down or you know just a blank stare into anything then you know that there is something obviously you will ask and so when you are asking and that person is not responding well you get an idea that something is not going wrong with correct with her then there are people who will suddenly snap at you or you know unnecessarily laugh at you so those are there then there will be some who will come like put their head on the table yaar aaj to mere paas himmat hi nahi hai ye kaam karne ki mere ko lagta hai mere ko itni neend aa rahi hai i am so sleepy that i don't want to now this was a guy who could do that thing in 10 minutes and answer back okay now a person who was walk you know one of the things is the, like a person who was coming to your workplace who was your colleague or someone who would always wear one of the best iron shirts best trouser his nails would be clean he would always shave suddenly you find that he has got a bristle on his face his you know shirt is all crumpled a man who would have his shirt tucked in properly a lady who would be who would you know always come with a good makeup would have a hair nicely tied up so if you are finding <coughs> sorry that there is a change in their behavior so this is telling you that there is something going wrong with that person okay or you know there some some of these people they will also suppose there is one guy who who never used to drink and then in last one month you find that he started taking drugs or is drinking now that is a guy who is going down somewhere okay now the person sitting next to you or your friend you know when you are going to the canteen or something like that would be walloping two or three samosas he would pick out of your plate and eat suddenly says yaar mere ko to ek bhi nahi chahiye aadha tu le le mere se so that is something that you know he is not well so these are you know anyone can google you know there are long list 
so most of the people in their self test have a look at all these things and they are able to diagnose themselves to quite a large extent this was not there earlier got got so uh, you you were also mentioning a very um, so so i found it very sort of relatable and i have seen it couple of times so you you told me that there are a, there are tell tales of uh, tell tale signs of a miser also like if someone who is sort of very uh, very uh, he he basically holds on to his no 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 yeah 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 those are the dangerous ones you know those come under you know what we call the tell tale signs of suicide that means he has crossed a certain limit like suppose i would not let you touch my mo blank pen okay if you said mere ko tera pen dena he would have a spare you know 10 rupees or 15 rupees wala ball pen and hand it to you but he would not pull out his mo blank out of his pocket and give to you and then suddenly he says ye le le yaar you can use my mo blank और ही ट्राइज टू टेल यू अच्छा तू रख ले यार मेरे को नहीं चाहिए मेरे से ज्यादा तेरे को जरूरत है दैट इज डेंजरस ओके एंड दीज आर ऑलरेडी प्रेपरेशन साइंस यू आर देयर ऑलरेडी प्रेपरेशन साइंस फॉर अ सुसाइड राइट यस दे आर प्रेपरेटरी यू नो देयर इज टू मच ऑफ सैडनेस दे गिव और यू नो ही विल से यार ये दुनिया में रखा क्या है क्या है ये लोग सब लड़ते रहते हैं कितने दिन के मेहमान हैं हम लोग इस दुनिया में मैं तो कल रात को तीन बजे तक सोचता रहा आई वॉज थिंकिंग क्या फायदा है इतना लंबा जी के देर शुड बी यू नो देर लाइक नाउट इज देर लॉट ऑफ पीपल से अरे यार एक बार करोना हो खत्म हो जाए यहाँ पे किसी तरह से हो जाए ओके और यू नो दे विल गो एंड टू अड्रॉल ऑल्सो मैन वॉज अ चैटर बॉक्स in a crowd he would be you know the peacock of the crowd and all of a sudden you see that he is become quiet and calm and you know things and obviously like you know too much of drinking too much of drugs then also one of the things if you are seeing all this and at the same time there has been some traumatic event in his life like he lost his father he lost his mother he lost some sibling he has his house went into some litigation or he has had you know he was into share market and he has lost a lot in shares you know he is on the brink of a divorce or you know someone you know he has been diagnosed with an illness very things you know he may not be able to make it or he may not be able to you know if he lives longer maybe he may be a financial distress or a problem to his relatives so you know those are things then there are a lot of people you know what suppose like let's take you work in an office and you have a lot of files that are supposed to be some like semi confidential or confidential files now that person brings to you that file and says yeah can you keep this file this is related to this thing the second file is related to this thing the most important thing now there is no sense 
for him coming and telling you to keep this file in your cupboard and telling you what the file contains until unless he tells you the reason that he is going on a vacation yeah he is going on a vacation i'll be going on for a short term in in between if the boss wants it you can give it but if there is nothing like that and all of a sudden he is doing like that and he is opening his drawer are yaar what am i going to do with this markers you you rakhle so those are very very uh, you know dangerous guys and some of them you know lot of people they start talking also yaar kabhi na mere ko to lagta hai kabhi na kabhi main train ke samne gir ke mar jaun you know i was googling he will say main kal raat baith ke google kar raha tha ki is hanging more painful or jumping off the bridge more painful which is more painful death or he was trying to say main kal raat baith ke google karta raha dhoondne ke liye which is the most painless death you won't believe some of them write to us sir it is 3 am i have been sitting on my computer and googling to find out which is the most painless way to die oh we immediately trans okay we will talk about it can we talk about it can you share your number you share us your number and the minute he shares the number we call and then once we have got him engaged into talking he will pour that talk that call will go on for not less than half an hour to one hour or even more got it got it and these people are also sort of vulnerable because they'll uh, tell you everything because they're just going to take a step wherein everything yes. is gone right everything behind them is gone so they'll be very vulnerable to share and that's a very good sign because yes. once they share you you guys are able to draft out a solution see basically remember suicide is an impulse okay there is a sudden thought process which comes of course he may be preparing for it but when that sudden thought process comes in that is the time when the person thinks of doing a suicide now fortunately or unfortunately but i would say fortunately the person who is contemplating to do a suicide always tries to reach out to someone he wants someone to hold his hand and pull him out now that is what we are doing if he calls to us he will not do it because we will get him into talking and once he has talked for about 15 20 minutes the thing is gone gone cool down and he is now he is now happily chatting and then we also on our helpline have a protocol like if you have any of these uh, things happening it is put in bold letters to the next counselor or in the same call that after 2 hours they will check with him but of course not midnight time the next day the day after and say okay how are you let's have a little chat so he he then starts thinking ah there is someone in this world who's bothered about me also so let me let me yeah i am wanted someone is there for me like one of the we made lot of posters and you know we stuck it at the back of cars and you know in in 
public transports and all, which was a very simple thing. If you think, if you think no one cares, someone who had devised this thing for us did a wonderful work. Hundred percent. It's it's really nice because uh, these are the kind of situations where these people are roaming and like people are generally roaming outside, right? Huh. <laughs> I'll tell you a hilarious thing. We we used to work with police, and uh, we went to them, and we said, "Sir, uh, these stickers, you know, if we, we can put them behind cars, buses, so you know the driver behind can read it, or can take a photograph in public transports, in trains, in local buses, long distance buses." So we said, "We we don't know how to do it." He says, very easy. I'll give you two policemen. He will stop and say, put a sticker laga aur ek hafte tak ke baad mere ko phir se dikhana. <laughs> so, it stayed, it stayed there. So, uh, like a lot of, uh, so you men- just mentioned a lot of telltale signs, right? So, I just wanted you to also give me some telltale signs which happen um, inside a family or inside uh, a a joint family or inside a nuclear family. Like, how do people look out for each other when everyone is so busy in their lives? Like, like in today's times, right? Everyone is sort of uh, busy in their own lives and nobody gets time to catch up. Even if it's a nuclear family or a joint family, how do, like, people who are just doing their own job figure out that someone who is in their home is facing this? Like they should not be shocked about thing. it. They will also be showing the same thing. Suppose the there's a daughter-in-law who is not happy there. She will not come out of her room. She will not talk. The girl who used to dress up very well and go out is not going dressing up properly now. You know she she may not have had a bath for two days. So those are the things that are telling you that something is going wrong, and that is the time when. In India, the one of the biggest support that they have is a family support, and that, you know, more than our counselors, a family support is very important. There are a lot of, yeah, there are a lot of children who write to us that, uh, you know, I don't want to talk this with my father and mother. I don't want to, my parents to know about this. Then I have to write a real long email to say, saying that. Look, I am a grandfather. I have, when my children came to me with problems, that I have this problem, and the minute they would say to me that I have this problem, believe me, my, I used to feel wow. I have been able to teach my children the maximum that they can confide in me. So I would go even more than hundred percent to help them and see that they are helped. So you know, this is a misconception lot of children and students have that if I share it with my mother and father, my father is as it is an angry person. My mother, you know, goes kit 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 kit. So it will create more problem, which is basically a misnomer. It is right the opposite. In India, we are very, very lucky that we have got a family support. Especially like in uh, joint families, 
wonderful support. Obviously, there are equal number of clashes, but nuclear family, husband is gone, children have gone to school, the wife is alone. There is no support. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so if someone finds out in an office or in a family or in a situation where, uh, so in any situation, if they find out someone who is showing these telltale signs, what should be the next action point for someone who can help them out? Like if they are observing those telltale signs. Okay. First of all, if you, if you, if you are his or her close friend, start talking to that person and start saying, Ki, I'm not seeing that you are going okay. Is it okay that you want to talk to me about something which is weighing heavily on your mind? Quite a large number of people will, you know, that release phenomena will occur. And they will share. Okay? So, then slowly, you know, you have to introduce to them, like, come on, yeah. Everyone knows in this world that if I go to the, you know, pass too much of urine, if I am thirsty, if I am hungry, these are classical signs of diabetes. And you must go and get yourself checked. So similarly, you have to tell them, come on, you, why don't you call the helpline? Why don't we go, I will accompany you. We'll go and talk to a doctor and come back. So maybe, you know, build confidence that there is a person who is bothered about you, who wants to accompany you, who is just not giving you an advice, but is also wanting to stand by you. So once that faith, because he or she has lost faith that there is no one for me. So that I can't share with anyone and that no one is going to listen to me and everyone is going to think I'm an idiot. So the minute you show to them that you care, they will open and they will agree because they have already, like I said, googled and found out everything and they are on the verge of seeking help, but they don't know how to do it. And it sort, sort of acts as a lubricant because let's say if some, if my friend uh, is going through something, I talk to him and I advise him to call a helpline number or maybe reach out to someone who can actually help and who might be an expert in this. Uh, I act as a lubricant in terms of, I, I basically get him from Google to that psychologist who is, who is much better than someone showing just random, random advice on Google. You, you, you become what is called in chemistry a catalyst. You know, who starts a reaction and gets, exits it without you changing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you basically make the process faster for that guy rather than fast, like... Fast, yeah. faster. 100%, 100%. And you know, sometimes people, lot of people, lot of people whom we have taught and done things like that, they tell people, yaar, helpline mein call karne se kya jata hai? Ek call hi gato hai, le, mera phone le le. Tu mere phone se karna, taake tera naam nahi pata chale. That removes the stigma also. Stigma. Kya chale, landline se kar le, company ki landline se kar le. Lot of people are scared of this stupid app called true caller they say you know hum call karenge to true caller pe aapko hamari identity mata chal jayegi so we tell them we don't work through mobile phones 
one of the things why we purposely have only digital phones on us wherein you can't install a true caller app for that reason only but uh, how do you sort of tell tell to these guys like people who are in this stage are sort of not very confident about are not very uh, are not ready to trust the other person who is trying to help them right so how do they trust this fact that you guys won't trap the information and you won't use true color i, I know for a fact you won't do it. you know what i i will tell you how they test it also so they say you will not be able to do it no we we don't we don't want to do it we don't have the means to do it so what he will do is call from another phone and you know our our callers are inundated with calls so you know they will say yes how can i help you so he knows that you know he is not he or she has not recognized my voice they have not done anything like that then he'll he'll say okay i will do one thing uh, you know there is a little disturbance on this phone i'll call you from my other phone and uh, arun so also can you mention so you talked about threshold right like people have a threshold for a telltale sign but what are these stages where those telltale telltale signs can be divided and can sort of give us an idea about what kind of what what is the intensity of the mental disorder that the other guy is facing no no no, no. those telltale signs will only tell you that there is something wrong it is the psychologist's work when you talk you know there are different grades in it which in our software we put so they will they will attach a disease profile or a thing and they will also attach the severity the duration there are four or six parameters which will be which are you know those parameters are also in numerical so he will say you know this is stage 2 and you know in a subset 2 b 3 so that is done so you know according to the like let let's let's say very easy example i'll give you like in cancer we say it is you know stage 1 plus it has gone to stage 2 or 3 or 4 plus it is there the chest is and arun so uh, can you are also mentioning about the wingman system uh, which these guys follow in the army right i, I wanted to highlight that because that that works a great example for uh, like dealing with mental disorders see in air force the most important person is the wingman because he is saving him in armies it is the buddy you know when someone is going up ahead or even in you know swat there is always someone who is watching their back so in mental health in your organization if people are not well you have to be actually becoming their wingman to able to be able to spot that there is not 100% everything going right with this person that is very very important correct correct got it and uh, like can you go in detail about these wingman systems and buddy systems so that our audience has some perspective on this no like uh, of course if 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 you watched a lot of uh, 
you know, movies on Air Force and all, you will find, you know, the main pilot always has a, you know, the attack pilot always has a wingman to him, which are on the two sides of him. Basically, they are watching for anyone attacking them. So they are basically a safety mechanism. Similarly, in other places, there are these buddy systems. The buddy is supposed to be his close confidant. The person with whom he can share the secret without it being disclosed. The biggest thing is share a secret without it being disclosed. So those are trust that has to be trust. Yes. See, our, uh, let me tell you, one of the most, you know, salient and the most effective thing why our helpline, you know, worked is because of very high confidentiality mode and anonymous. The minute people in mental health know this is confidential and this is anonymous, they are sure and they will share and they will take treatment, they will follow your advice, they may go to the psychiatrist, come back and say, as you told, you know, I have been on therapy, but you said that I should be visiting a psychiatrist, I visited, he said, thank you for coming, and he gave me this, and then they'll say, you know, then, but only thing we don't do is, we never, two things that are a big no-no on the helpline. One is, don't advise on medication. That is not your fault. You're not supposed to advise, you know. Should I cut down the tablet to, you know, he has given me three times a day, should I do it half? You know, take it once in the morning only? No, we don't. We say no. We are not allowed to say this. Please go back to the psychiatrist. He is the right way and he will guide you upward. The second thing is, we are never judgmental. This is one of the cardinal things of psychology and counseling. Don't be judgmental. And you will be surprised. You know, you will be surprised that there will be, there are a lot of people who write to us. I hope when I call your helpline people, they will not be judgmental. This is not, yes, we say no, we are never judgmental. This is one of the cardinal things of, and the basis of, of psychology is not to be judgmental. Like someone says, my mother-in-law is a dirty and a terrible woman. We will never say, yeah, yeah, I agree, all mother-in-laws are dirty and terrible. No, no, you never say something. You say, okay, okay. You say, okay. How do you think she is you know, dirty? How do you think she is terrible? So we ask them the question. So let that person tell. Yeah, yeah. Basically, question is a good way to sort of let them speak. And rather than like agreeing with everything they say, because then they'll go into a very terrible zone, which ultimately like will give them a short-term happiness, yeah. but then ultimately won't do any justice to them. See, basically we... A lot in psychology is venting their emotions. This is basically, you know, letting a pressure cooker lid go off before it becomes, you know, really a blast. Yeah, 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 hundred percent, hundred percent. And uh, since you have been in this field for over a fifteen years, right? Am I right? Like, is is it more years? Is it more number of years? Two thousand nine. I don't know. Oh my god. Okay. 11 years. Yeah. It's 11 years. 11 years. Okay. 
and uh, so since you have been in this particular domain for 11 years and you have been like running a team of more than 20 psychologists and psychiatrists um doing this 24 by 7 have you always have you got calls from offices or uh, offices or places corporations where these guys want to teach their hrs about mental health and how would this model be like is it important even important to be in offices as a part of uh, human resource person's job right? yes see nowadays in hr there is a new new wing that has started which is called diversity and inclusion which fortunately has mental health as one of the topics so we have been called and we have sent i have gone and lectured i have sent a lot of my psychologist you know these counselors or my friends or people who are willing to be with us to go and teach them about mental health to teach them you know that you know basically run an anti-stigma campaign or give an anti-stigma put awareness about the helpline how you can seek help so a lot of this is one part of it the other part of it is i in a month probably get six or seven mails from major companies, some smaller also, some major companies. Sir, we are doing this, this thing, we want to look after the mental health of our company. How do you... The first thing is they say, we want to start a helpline. So I stay quiet for some time because starting, they think that, you know, starting a helpline is, you know, just, you know, buy one phone and get something. No, it's, it's, it's far, far more than that. So then I say, can I talk? And then I tell them about how difficult it was for us to start the first helpline. And how I have, I have taught a lot of helplines how to run. So I ask them, is it worth going that much? So, okay, sir, then what can we do? I said, simple as that. In your HR catalogs or whatever it is, and if you are making posters and something, just use our helpline number. It is cheapest. Because, I, yeah, that's the quickest fix you can do. So then they will say, sir, officially I will write and then you officially reply back to me. So we do reply back. I don't know, there may be about more than 600, 700 companies who have our helpline number mentioned. And some of us are, what will you charge for this? Charge what? If the other person is free, why should we charge you? Arun sir, one more question which uh, like we were having this very interesting conversation uh, on a previous call where uh, I, I spoke to you about how a child basically is sort of scolded for a particular thing and that child hates that thing to the core until he grows or becomes an adult and he basically forgets the uh, primary incident which happened in the childhood but Ultimately, he just hates that particular thing, right? And you also told me that someone, uh, a person who you know is afraid of the dark and the only reason for him being afraid is that a dog ran behind him in childhood, right? So yeah. how can someone yeah, identify right. the reasons? Yes, because see, that person as a young person was walking through a dark alley when, you know, out of a blue, a dog chased him. So he then... You know, the fear of being chased with a dog and darkness persisted with him. Why? I, 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 let's not go very far. 
I am I am dead scared of water. I have lived six five hundred meters from the seashore for five years, but I never put my foot into the water because I nearly drowned in the swimming pool in my school days. So I have that. Oh, I was probably in my sixth class six. I went into a severe severe cramp. when i was swimming and uh, you know because of the cramp i was hardly able to but luckily we there was the instructor was there he threw a pole at me and he was able to pull me out but that fear was there the pain of the cramp the fear of drowning all that persists with me so even you know on a seashore when the waves are coming where most people are splashing around i never put my toe into it and i love how you sort of uh, give your your own examples and it, it's very sweet of you to sort of uh, tell someone that you are also grandfather and then you tell stories from your own experience it, it's really sort of uh, heartwarming whenever i and uh, arun like you you are scared of water right so you just mentioned that i i want to ask you so let's say someone is scared of uh, darkness or water or maybe something which is very unique to them or maybe heights heights is a very common sort of um, matlab people are scared of heights also so let's say across like everyone has this one fear right the best way to uh, what's the best way is it to deal with the fear or just to stay away you know there are there are things like let me tell you now i am not scared i have been on speed boats i have been 5 5 5 km i have been 5 kilometers inside the sea to you know board one of the ships which my friend owned but i was not scared because there were people who with me who told me look this is a life jacket on you i will dive in front of you from this boat and show you how to do it so they desensitized me then they took me into the swimming pool and they slowly desensitize me so these are these are techniques that people have to follow basically in me i had an insight that it is the incidents which happened in class 6 in my school swimming pool which was causing me problems the minute you are able to get an insight see his is darkness that boy was darkness it was not darkness it was the scare of a dog associated with darkness so for me it was the pain and that i will not get a cramp again cramp so i was put into the swimming pool by these people so many times and in cold weather to actually show me that you will not get a cramp got it got it got it like like the, that process is very gradual per se gradual yes it is a gradual it took some time and then i had to have faith in that person same way people who have got all these phobias the psychologists are trained and they have therapies how to get rid of those phobias and lot of people come out of correct and the psychologists also uh, know a way so that these guys can totally trust them and they can also be friends with yeah. these guys and then uh, let them vent out all their uh, problems or for practically every phobia there is a protocol got it got it got it 
like there is a structure behind everything yes got it like for every disorder there is a structure just putting out there so that people know that uh, just see psychology and psychiatry is also a medical science like if if i have a abdominal pain or if i have something there is a protocol like even if you now for covid you will see government protocol for treatment of covid so there is a protocol this is what a 3 year 3 month old disease 4 month old disease but there are protocols imagine mental health has been there for donkey long years correct 100% 100% so the protocols have been made and they have been refined retuned research has been done research showed something else and you do this so there are fixed things for it it like these these uh, these rules or the structures have been changing over a long period of time yeah they do change but now you know somehow the latest trends are more not in there are some trends that are coming up in psychology but then there is medication also no? newer drugs are evolved newer therapies so there is a combination of drug and there is a combination of therapy plus minus yep yep, yep 100% so uh, arun i also like i found this very interesting thing so people have traumas passed on through genetics also is what i read on google i am not 100% sure about this is this thing true like people do have uh, traumas passed through genes as well i am not i'm not very sure on that i would not you know because you see like lot of people say um, a mother uh, who has had some sort of problem like menstrual pains the daughter will also have menstrual pain because now that is exactly not gene because the daughter saw the mother having pain during a menses so she also thinks that it is a normal phenomena to have pain got it like she has manifested it so much that she also has it so at the back of her mind it means menses have pain periods are painful but a person whose mother has never faced or have there is nothing that has happened in the family that girl will probably not show but if she is showing and then you are then you have to be as a gynecologist diagnosing whether there is some problem or not but if the problem is not there is nothing pathological happening and it's probably psychological got got and uh, arun uh, just so, so i'll just like take a few more minutes of your time i'm really sorry for extending this so uh, yeah so the thing is that a lot of people have been losing out on their jobs right in in a crisis like this and a lot of people have been with people who they don't like in, in a long run i i wouldn't say this because uh, like i've heard a lot of experiences and the cases of uh, sort of these small fights right i have been hearing in all my relatives that has gone up by a lot so what's your piece of advice to people in times like these like in particularly in times like these when everything is going on at such a um, at, at such a slow pace and people do not have their jobs people have to stay with people who have they haven't stayed for a long time what's your single piece of advice to them see what we are telling them is be, 
see first of all lot of people are worried about the fear of corona okay then is the uncertainty how long is it going to last so when these things are there you know the emotions run high and there are bound to be clashes so what we are telling them give each one of you some personal space let that person be alone in a room alone without anyone disturbing just give them some time to you know recapture their thoughts look into the do introspection and do things like that so basically we have to tell them first of all reassure them that yes this is not a perpetual or a 100 year disease secondly science is working over time there would obviously be some cure that would come out there would be vaccines that would come out so you would be going back to school college or to work and you know the only thing is try to be tolerant in these times and bear with each other and help each other correct like the, everything will everything passes by and this will pass by too because like the good news is that the mortality is even lower than 0.7% which is lesser than the chances of dying in a car accident so yeah, see, but lot of people see the hype that is created lot of people don't understand this see you open your tv there is corona you open a newspaper it is corona you open anything on a laptop it is corona 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 mm mm yep 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 100% so 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 you, the brain is being bombarded with so much of information some correct some incorrect some have no basis but how does one discern which is correct which is not correct and which is all nonsense and uh, arun so there is going to be a lot of anxiety even after the pandemic ends uh, as in people will resume to their normal lifestyles and uh, people will go to their offices their schools and uh, deal with stuff which they used to deal 6 months back like they're not in that particular uh, zone how does someone deal with that because people have lost their jobs they'll be looking out for jobs when everyone will be in the same pool people wouldn't have jobs people uh, like pe- just everything would be going back to life and it it will be basically a uh, uh, so it it there has been a disruption and now everything will get into place right that that um, mo- momentum of everything getting into place how will that affect people and how does someone deal with that kind of anxiety see there is enough uh, talk just now going on that like currently if you look all chest physicians and physicians are busy maybe a neurosurgeon is free maybe someone else is free but the minute this wanes off and uh, it is going to be the most important part that is in the world that is going to be is the mental health fraternity they are going to be overloaded because you know just now the person is going through an initial shock as this shock gets over He, they will realize what is the short term effect what is the long term effect when they start realizing the long term effect then they will start seeking a lot of help and a lot of help will be required to be given and uh, we are envisaging that maybe we may have to even double our capabilities at the help line 
वी हैव ऑलरेडी स्टार्टेड थिंकिंग ऑफ इट और यू नो ट्राई टू फाइंड आउट वे इन हाउ वी कैन ट्राई दिस कॉल्स गिव प्रायोरिटी हाउ डू वी क्लासीफाई अकॉर्डिंग टू प्रायोरिटी बिकॉज सपोज द कॉल वॉल्यूम गोज टू फोर हंड्रेड और फाइव हंड्रेड वट डू वी डू because the average person will only be able to take 30 to 40 calls at max like this is the max because you have to give the kind of time to people right if you want to do justice so you know there will have to be more helplines the load sharing will have to be done people will have to be but then we also think that you know clinics will open so a lot of people will go to the clinics and talk correct and uh, arun what else have you planned post pandemic as in once everything gets over and uh, things get in place what else is in your mind at this particular point in time there is a lot of demand that is coming from you know the youngsters usually mental health affects people between 18 to 35 and these are the guys who are more tech savvy you know they are more you know their thumbs work faster than their brains so they are more interested in text and uh, you know whatsapp is the favorite thing you know I, i've seen people who can put their mobile phones at the back of their you know at the back and then even type a correct message so you know we would have to be doing something to you know introduce this text whatsapp or you know email but the problem with these things are it's very distracting right yeah no 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 they don't carry the true emotions see emotions are very see in psychology the best thing is face to face counseling you sit across you can see this face you can see the body movement body language you know whether tears swells up or you know whether is nervously shaking the hands twitching of face or something like that so you learn lot about emotions in what we are doing tele counseling it is only the voice the voice modulation does he break down while talking he or she breaks down does he starts irritable or something this is only one modality which is voice but in text whatsapp and email how does one judge the emotions yeah even for the people who at your end would it will be very difficult to maintain like 10 or 11 chats going on at the same uh, particular moment impossible impossible see like i you we both have talked for about an hour or so now imagine typing this i wouldn't complete it till tomorrow yeah yeah and i i might have asked you something even like in my uh, in a state where i would be eating stuff but that wouldn't be full presence of mind right so how much can a person type on you know on a keyboard you have to be like a super typist or you have to be a super person you know or use short forms and things like that which is really not the correct way of doing it so we have been working we have been working with some tech companies they are trying to help us to you know we have been sending them feedbacks on you know what we are actually looking at and they are thinking about doing something about it too early to say what it would end up in but the thought process has started oh that's nice that's wonderful 
एंड अरुण आई जस्ट वॉन्टेड टू एंड दिस पॉडकास्ट बाई थैंकिंग यू थैंक यू फॉर एग्जिस्टिंग एंड थैंक यू फॉर दिस ब्यूटिफुल ब्यूटिफुल ऑर्गेनाइजेशन थैंक यू फॉर पुटिंग योर हार्ड वर्क इन टू दिस ऑर्गेनाइजेशन इवन आफ्टर हैविंग योर ओन कंपनी एंड हैविंग अदर जॉब्स एंड लाइक लाइक अ हार्ट फेल्ड थैंक यू विच आई डेंट मैंशन इन द लास्ट टू कॉल्स बिकॉज आई वॉज टू बिजी मगिंग अप द क्वेश्चन एंड Every time we used to talk, it was just about. I always tell you know there are a lot of newspapers and you know journalists who call me. I said, look, Arunjan is not important. Vandrevala Foundation is doing a work. The more important and the most important thing is people should know two things: the helpline number and. that there is help at vandrevala foundation if you can't link send us a call we will get back to you so number knowing the number add the email address see very see you fly indigo on the back of seat there is a number written do you know do you remember do you remember it yeah 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 You remember that number? No, no. I am saying I have seen that number. Yeah, yeah. No one remembers. So what? More, more important is that people should know that if you Google Vandrevala Foundation and you go onto the site, you can't, you know, possibly remember the number. The number is there. Then call. Either you call from there, or just get into that help. Yeah. Yeah. and uh, also i'll be putting out uh, the number of vandrevala foundation and the email in the description of this video uh, wherever i'll just post this content i'll uh, absolutely sort of mention one see please remember two things that 18602662345 is a unique number it's a special number now government of india has made it payable so you know a lot of kids have this uh, you know what is called as unlimited plan phones with no base balance if you have that type of a phone it won't go through or it will keep on searching and then people write to us you know your helpline does not work therefore later on we put in some airtel numbers on to it so they can go on to the airtel number those airtel numbers also work through an eppx so sometimes you know you will have this call is being transferred but why is it being transferred because the prime number is making it you know search and jump on to the other one so you know people think that our call is being transferred which is not true it is just a telecom thing that is happening and the last thing is if you are unable to shoot your number on the email we'll come back we do call back if you if you share your number which is absolutely will be kept confidential will not be revealed to anyone and uh, we will call back um arun it was a great uh, like i didn't realize when this one hour uh, got completed and we we like completed this whole thing like i was anticipating this podcast from a long time and uh, it just happened and and also uh, i plan to stay in touch with you for a lot of uh, other things and i also if in case i would be of help to vandrevala foundation in any way apart from this podcast i'll be really uh, happy to do that as well see lot of people write to us how can we help you we said don't try and help us there is one thing that you can do just let the people know that there is a service like this available 
just go on to the site of Vandrevala Foundation, read, and if you want, use the telephone number or use the email. Hey, thanks, Arun. Thanks a lot for being a part of uh, my channel and uh, looking forward to get in touch with you uh, some other time, definitely. And see you on the other side. Thank you. Yeah.